In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, Amen. You're very welcome to the Brendan Option, coming to you courtesy of Immaculata Productions. My name is Father Brendan Kilcoyne. And uh, if you like our work, um, you might hit the subscribe button. You might send us, uh, care to send us maybe a few quid on, on Patreon or PayPal. Um, your prayers and your comments are all extremely welcome for our work. So we're continuing with, uh, with uh, our little series on the, on the readings for Mass. And uh, I'm looking there at the readings for the, the 32nd Sunday in Ordinary Time. Uh, that's coming up on the 7th of November. And um, if you look at, <coughs> it's interesting, if you look at the reading from 1 Kings, and then as is often the case, if you balance it off uh, with the Gospel, you find this interesting study in littleness, in smallness. It's a kind of real, uh, how would you put it, it's a, a Therese of Lisieux moment. You look at one kings and, and the prophet is offered, uh, well, he asks the widow for something to eat and she says, yes, but I only have this, this little jug and this little handful of meal. I was going to prepare something for myself and my son and then we're going to die of hunger because there's nothing left. And he said, never mind that. You do what you're going to do and there'll be enough for everyone. And the, the jug, the, the, uh, the meal, they were not exhausted. Now, you have, you have many such stories. There's one such story told on good account about the Kuredar, for example. So these stories persist in the, in the life of the church, but they don't begin in the life of the church. They begin in the life of the chosen people uh, from whom the Redeemer will come and for whom the Redeemer will come. Well, for everyone, but first of all, for them. These stories of... of just, you know, miraculous profusion. And uh, you see it very much in the Gospels, mirroring again what's to be seen in the Scriptures. Because, of course, Jesus Christ is soaked in the, in the Scriptures, in what we call the Old Testament. And you, the, the miracle of the loaves and figures, fishes is prefigured here and echoed in, uh, very often in the, in, in the lives of the saints later. Littleness, small things, what God can do with unpromising material. You see where I'm going with this? Because St. Paul talks about it. Now, don't ask me where, because I can never remember this stuff. But I know he talks about it, right? He talks about this. See what God can do with half nothing. With littleness, with brokenness. His best work is with unpromising material. We rejoice as tradesmen if, if, if the quality of the stuff is good, the basic material to work from. You're, you're told in cookery programs, I'm, I'm fond of cooking, and you're told in cookery programs, oh, you know, your food is as good as the ingredients you buy. I'm sure that's true. 
I also know that generations of geniuses of women in Ireland made delicious meals out of half nothing for years. So, you know, fair enough. I think there's a point on both sides. But a real master can make a, can make a silk purse out of a sow's ear. Can make an awful lot out of not much. And we are told in Kings, culminating in the Gospel, God pays great attention to the detail. Mies van der Rohe, the famous architect, said that God is in the detail. And there's a well-known saying that the devil is in the detail. So Armageddon is played out in the detail. You can have all the vision you want unless you can transmit it. Unless you can, tra as Hilaire Belloc noted in his biography of, of Cardinal Richelieu, it's one thing to have tremendous vision and brilliance. It's quite another thing to have the mastery of detail to translate that vision into the hard matter of reality, to make it work, to make things happen. That takes a real master. God is the supreme master. God makes a completely satisfying meal out of, out, out of half nothing. Out of the pitiful remains of the store of poor people. That jug, that handful of meal. And as Jesus points out in the gospel, look at the widow putting this, the widow's might. Look at the widow putting the little the little uh, bit of coin into the treasury. She has given more than all the wealthy of Jerusalem. And anyone looking would have, uh, at the most, perhaps might have been condescendingly approving of what she did. But they would have taken little account of her contribution. Because, of course, in worldly and material terms, it's very little. But Jesus is pointing out that God judges matters quite differently. His ways are not our ways. Huh? God judges matters quite differently because he can see the truth. And the truth is that she has given a fortune. The wealthy are giving, the, 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 in the temple that day, are giving certainly substantial donations, but from their surplus, she's giving all she has. That is by definition her fortune. No, no, no. We have to start looking at things the way God looks at them. Or trying, at least. But there's a tremendous consolation in this. I, I, like, I really don't want you to cheat yourself of the consolation that is in these readings when they're studied. What you are doing is of far more importance than you or anyone around you thinks. Now, that applies to sin, and that's a grim realisation. But it also applies to the good things you have done. Those are, are things in which your origin, your creator, your father by adoption, God, shines out. You reveal the kingdom. You reveal his good order. You reveal the divine economy in one little thing that you may have done. It may have been a bit of patience with a very boring conversational partner it may have been a bit of patience with a neighbor uh, who's who's awkward uh, it may it may have been a little a little bit of sharing a little bit of kindness it's terrible that the word charity has come to be a 
um, a, a kind of a condescending word, a, a regrettable word, but it it's a profoundly beautiful word. It may have been a little bit of love shown in one way or another. I can assure you that on the books of heaven, and I know how sentimental that sounds, on the books of heaven that is firmly entered. Hmm? That is seen. That is seen. So the message for today is God chooses to hang out in places we don't expect to find him. God is present in all the details. God doesn't sweat the detail. He doesn't have to sweat the detail. He understands everything. His all-powerful, all-knowing mind takes in everything, joins all the myriad dots. Don't despise the dots. The game may be lost or won in the dots. In the letter to the Hebrews, the third of the readings I'm going to refer to this Sunday, in the letter to the Hebrews, the wonderful letter, the wonderful document, uh, which is Pauline and yet not Pauline. It's not in his style, but yet there is much of Paul in it. In the letter to the Hebrews, it points out the significance of one life, one sacrifice. If it's the right life, the right sacrifice. Jesus Christ is not like the high priest. The Jewish high priest who was to go into the temple on Yom Kippur on the Day of Atonement every year to shake the blood from the sacrifice and whisper the name of the deity. No, no, no. He doesn't. He has done it once and for all. And remember, the Mass is not a repetition. The Mass is a participation in the sacrifice of Christ. He has done it once and for all. The economy of salvation, the artistry of salvation, the tremendous elegance with which God achieves his ends. All details consummated in one detail. Live perfectly. That one life is capable of justifying all the lives who allow it to justify them, who allow him in. So don't despise jars and handfuls of meal. Uh-huh. Don't despise little coins put in the collection box. And don't underestimate the life of one first century Jew. And it's significant I'm calling him first century, for we have counted the centuries after, after that one short life. God works things as he sees fit. He chooses to work in the little things. May you see him in the small things of your life and may you stop underestimating the small goodnesses that you do in his name. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. Amen. <laughs>